Everybody and welcome to this the still the IamKuan.com comics books podcast, which we have at no point decided to give a name uh, yet. We keep saying we're going to, and we have it. Uh, I, of course, am Naim Sadiq. You might know me better as the titular Kuhan. Uh, joining me, as always, uh, is Nerdcore.online's Ben Castorita, aka the Marvelous Siggy. How's it going, Ben? Hello. Go pack go because they upset the Dallas Cowboys in Texas Stadium, and I actually felt bad about that win. My, I was, uh, I was at work, but for some reason, like two of my managers and one of my coworkers, at least, I think everybody who cares about football, it's for some reason a Packers fan, or maybe they just don't want to well, talk you about live, the Bears. Well, you live, you live in the Midwest, so it's either the Packers. Oh, no, no, fine, but I, but I live in Chicago, and I guess oh. they, they, either, oh. either either everyone's a Packers fan or they just don't want to talk about the Bears. Yeah, because the Bears, right? like, yeah. I just, I just assume they're like, uh, let's just not discuss that the Bears exist because they're pretty um, bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. But um, but one of my coworkers uh called off, and he's like a big Packers fan, and we were joking around that like yeah he's he, like he was because he, he was saying he felt like crap, but like yeah he's sick with Packers fever. Um, then he came in today, he's like, no, I was really really always feeling bad, and we're like, uh huh, uh huh, okay, Ryan, okay. Yeah, I almost I do believe him though. I do believe yeah. him actually. But he was like, but <laughs> we're like, yeah, you get over that Packer fever from last night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, anyways, uh, it's enough. Enough about sports ball. Yes. Uh, at least, I don't even like football. At least it doesn't divulge into wrestling when I do. When the, whenever I do the Warriors three, because all anytime it's I always somehow turn into wrestling at some point. So at least it's if you bad. want, if you want a little bit of uh, behind the curtain, uh, literally seventy seconds ago maybe is when Ben turned off uh, Raw. No, it's still like, it's still on. I just have it on. Oh, right. It's just Sorry, a volume. Muted it. It's just muted it. I, I have it on closed <laughs> captions because I need to keep up. I don't have enough time to watch everything. So fuck it. Just. Close caption. I'll catch up later. Um, yes. So yeah. No. Like like that's his life. Uh, sorry. I, I I'm on your Twitter and I'm seeing this dude like legit attacking his TV because the Packers won. Yeah. Are no. you kidding? Yeah, me? that's crazy. Are you kidding? That's me? crazy. Yeah. I was like, Hitler. oh my. Like that's that was that's got to be what at least a thousand plus thousand dollar plus TV, right? Yeah. That's, that's an expensive ass TV. Like, that dude tackled his television. And then he punched Just. it. And then he punches it. And then, well, yeah, well, once he once he's tackled it, no, like front of vine, just yeah. punch it, right? Yeah. Like once you once he's already destroyed the TV, anything else he does, anyway, uh, you can scroll down on on uh, Twitter.com/slash/marvelousiggy, yeah. uh, early plug, and find that video of this dude like legit destroying his television over a football game. Yeah, a football game. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I felt bad because I, I'm, a, I'm a, my dad's a Dallas Cowboys fan, and if you're not keeping up with the Dallas Cowboys, were actually good this year. They were really good. They were the best team in the NFC, and I was like, I was consent. I was, I was like, normally I'd be upset at the Packers losing, right? I, I consent to myself. If the Packers lose, it's okay, because you know what that means? That means my dad gets one more week to be happy, and they can win it all. And then this happens. So I was like, like he's fine. He's gonna root for the Packers, which is like, God. Why did it have to be my team to ruin the dream? 
If it was somebody else, I'd be like, that sucks. But, like, it's my team that eliminated his team. It's just like, God damn it. But either way, this isn't football podcast. Uh, no, not football. No, no. This is, this is not, not a sports show. Uh, we are talking about comic books. Uh, and uh, first of all, we talk about some comic book news and give our spin on it. I feel like such an asshole saying, like, we're going to give our own take on the comic book news. Yeah. Um, the first thing let's talk about probably the the least controversial thing, which is that Darkseid is an Injustice 2 pre-order bonus. Um, what do you have to say? You're the you're the video game person because I don't really play video games. Uh, I might pick up Injustice 2. At this point, I might pick it up for the podcast because you're, you're, now we do a comic book podcast yeah. and now I feel obligated to. Yeah, well, I won't be able to because it's not coming to PC anytime soon. I don't have a PS4, so. Um, but I'm I'm ex- well, I'm. I'm excited and, and sort of just annoyed that he's in it. I'm excited the fact that Darkseid is going to be a playable character in Injustice because in Injustice 1, he was part of a, uh, a screen transition where you would get punched into a Justice League teleporter and Darkseid would k- crab you out of that teleporter. Like, as you're teleporting into Apocalypse and punch the shit out of you and punch you back into the other dimension. Um, so the fact that he's back... Uh, he's gonna be playable in the game. That sounds so cool because he's one of the the bigger badasses of DC. You know, like when you think of omnipotent DC villains, you think of Darkseid first. I just hate that. Just like with Goro in Mortal Kombat X, Goro is a pre-order bonus. Or if you want to pay day one DLC five ninety four ninety nine for him, that sucks. Because like to me, it's like he's already ready for the game. And okay, so yeah, it's, I mean, okay, so this this is then going to devolve into a discussion about pre order bonuses yeah, yeah, and, okay. and, and DLC no, no, and stuff just, like yeah, that, no, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got it, I got it, I, got it. I understand, I understand. Yeah, I just like, I want to I like nip that in the bud because there's discussion to be had about that. That's, I feel like, not this show. Gotcha. But um, um, that being said, I'm excited he's in it. I hope other new gods get in there, like Orion. I really hope this means we'll at least, I figure, because let's face it, outside of Dark Sun and Orion, even most DC Comic fans don't know any other new gods. Let's be real here. They might know Light Ray, but that's about it. Um, uh, big, big, big Barda. Uh, big, Barda. She's, not big a new, Barda. she's not a new god, though. She's part oh, of. She's not? No, she's not technically a new god. She's just part of that. She's M- she, Mr. Miracle? M- Miracle Man or whatever? Mr. 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 Miracle. Uh, but they're not Miracle new gods. Man? They're just prisoners on Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Wait, well, hold yeah. on. No, I, hold on. Yep. Maybe there are new gods because I think Mr. Miracle is the son of, yeah, Mr. Miracle is the son of High Father, and um, oh Ar- yeah, you're right. They are new gods. I don't know about Big Barda. I know Mr. Miracle is, but I don't know about either way. I think Big Barda is. I don't. I don't know much about the new. She gods. was those, a, those are like the two I know. Yeah, she like was a uh, major DC stuff, main DC stuff. Yeah, she was one of the fears, but I I really hope so. And I'm and you know they're using the Jim Lee uh, design for the New Fifty Two, which I personally like. Uh, but I really hope that there's an alternative skin where, and I and I personally don't. Okay, that to each his own. Uh, I, I <laughs> no, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I you, uh, uh, you like Jim Lee, and you think I'm a heathen for not. It's I don't think you're a heathen. Okay. I just think you're wrong. You're 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 gonna burn the fire pits of hell for it. That doesn't make you a heathen. Um, I think I think that's the definition of heathen. No, no, I think you're whatever. Um, I I'm excited. I just I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm just looking forward to injustice overall. Even if I can't play it at launch because. Uh, of all the new characters that are coming out and you know hopefully it just won't be batman characters because that was the big problem with the first game was it was just nothing but batman characters and seeing dark side in there either as a boss well they already had character models right then they probably they probably just ported character models over the batman games that's what that's (laughs) what um is making 
Well, funny you say that. That's why this game's coming out in two years because most of the characters are go- are going to be from the first game, so they already have the base models. So like right. with Gorilla Grodd's in yeah, it. No, I mean, it takes it takes a lot of time to to build that kind of stuff. Like video games are not an easy easy task, to especially do, so. modern video games. Character models. If character models already exist from from a, from similar similarly styled games like like the Arkham games that had a lot of Batman characters, like it's easy. It's, it's a lot easier to take those models modify them to port into Injustice than it would be to build an entirely new model for a character like Darkseid who we're now going to be seeing in Justice 2. Exactly. So I want to ask um, you this cause as, as a person who's curious who they've announced several characters like all Suicide Squad characters they haven't announced a full roster yet so is there a character or a set of characters you would like to see in Injustice 2 that haven't been announced yet? There hasn't been a lot um, keep in mind. Yeah let me let me pull up who is officially announced. I can tell you it off the top of my hands. Um, Gorilla Grodd Atrocitus, um, Aquaman, Batman, Superman, Supergirl. Uh, I don't think Green Lantern is confirmed, but he's pretty much confirmed. He's he was in the first one. Yeah. I feel like if yeah, yeah if you're in the first, the first one, he's such a major yeah um, DC character. Blue Beetle is a new character who's been confirmed. Wonder Woman's confirmed. I th- and of course Darkseid. I think that's about it. They haven't shown off the full full roster. So, but uh, um. Let me let me pull up who was in Injustice One real quick to make sure like while, it hasn't been announced that I'd be interested. Yeah, in. Yeah, while you're doing I that, realize, I didn't realize I didn't realize Jessica Cruz was in Injustice One. Wow. Okay. Um, she, oh, she was exclusive to exclusive to iOS and Android mobile. Yeah, yeah, she was. Like, yeah, I was gonna say I, I played Got the crap. I was competitively good on Injustice One. I don't remember seeing her. She wasn't even created at that point when the game um, came out. Well, yeah, but I guess they could, DLC exists. That's, that's thing. That's true. Um. I guess I would I would like to see uh you know I th- I think it would make sense to put to put some of the the, the characters from the, like the the TV shows uh so like uh I think Firestorm actually oh would be really cool mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> our good friend of the show Mr Dragon would be hyped to play Firestorm oh def- as long but, as it's uh, as long as it's original Firestorm and not Jason Rusk <laughs> as long as it's Roddy Raven yeah of course um but uh, yeah no I think I think Firestorm would be would be cool to see um. Who else? I, I want the I want of... the Adam, and yeah, not and not, cool, yeah. and not TV show Adam. I want comic book Adam, like proper proper. Yeah, because I, yeah. with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite coming out, I want Ant Man in that game. So I want the other small person on this game. I want the Adam. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like like fight mechanics with the Adam. Like I feel like the shrinking would be such a such a minimal like part of it because of mechanics that it wouldn't even be worth having the atom in it uh, I, don't know. I think you could do some fun stuff with it if you're creative but whether they do it or not that's entirely and if I, they I, can I, think, do I, it. I actually think you can do some fun stuff if you're creative it's just i think i think it's tough to be creative in this kind of format that's true um but yeah i i can't think of anything else off the top of my head uh vibe i want to see vibe you see please, vibe? please vibe can we can you please give me vibe in injustice 2 <laughs> vibe is my favorite uh, I want the I want the uh, the the um God what is the card gang the villains the, the the Royal Flush Gang yeah I want the Royal Flush Gang a Booster Gold Booster, Go- Booster Gold Booster Gold would be fun yeah I hope we get more uh, Green Lantern villains because tro- I'm surprised I know we're probably gonna get Sinestro but I'm I'm kind of glad we got we're getting Atrocitus and he looks really cool Sinestro was in, Sinestro was in the first one yeah right? so, so he, it he makes sense if you're going to be in this one too yeah, so maybe Larfleeze. Uh, Man, maybe Larflees. I don't know. He was just in. He was just in the in the comics. Yeah. Or or um, or even even Carol Fair, Star Sapphire. That would be cool. Star Sapphire would be would be yeah. Well, she's she, that's a classic uh, Green Lantern villain. So Star Sapphire would make sense. 
Um, I don't I don't know how much Green Lantern stuff is gonna be though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know how much. I, I guess Flash, like Flash, Reverse Flash, is really all you can really do. Well, with Flash. well, Grodd's in the game. You can do Captain Cold. You got yeah. all the rogues. Oh, Captain Cold, dude. Yeah, there's this good rogues. I'm just I'm just thinking of like like major, but like Captain Cold would be really could be really cool. Captain Cold. I mean, they already have the engine. It's a, it's a it's a it's a um you know Midway. Or, or like Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, like in NetherRealm, whatever. All the, all those, they already have the Sub Zero engine exactly. that they can just port over onto Captain Cold. Well, they did that with Killer Frost in the last game. Um, Was Killer Frost in the last game? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Nobody played her. They could, mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you, if it's Captain Cold, it's way cooler. Yes. Way cooler. Captain Cold's way um, cooler. Than Killer also, they Killer could do, Frost. they could do. You're definitely because the Suicide Squad's so big for DC and Warner Brothers. You're definitely going to see Captain Boomerang in the game. I guarantee you. Lucky. So there's um, another rogue in there. All right, uh, let's talk about the the next, uh, I guess, uh, medium controversy. Uh, I, I think, between us at least, medium controversy. And that is there's a new Defenders comic book coming out. Uh, written by Bendis? Is it written by Michael Bendis? It's written by Bendis. I can't remember who the artist is. I think it's Dave Marquez who's on art. Their uh, former Iron Man buddies um, are on this book. Uh, yeah, and it's going to be starring Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, who you might recognize as the lineup for the new Defenders TV show uh, on on um, uh, Netflix. Later this uh, year? I think so. Because I know Iron Fist is in two months, which is crazy to think about. Uh, is it really? Wow. Yeah, well, like, is, well, like is... maybe like 12 weeks, well, like end of March, but so, it's not that far away. That feels, that feels soon. Oh, I'm so hype. Um... A little worried, but hype, 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 and worried, worried and hype. We'll see. We'll, t- we'll talk about it when it comes out. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it is David Marquez, by the way. David Marquez, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, David Marquez, Justin Ponsorn colors. Um, yeah, and it's it's the same lineup as the lineup from the TV show. The first cover that we see has, you know, it's it's Daredevil in in his new black costume, uh, Iron Fist in his new tracksuit costume. And then uh, Jessica Jones, looking honestly a little bit too much like Kristen Ritter, and uh, and Luke Cage wearing a hoodie. Oh, the cover I saw was him wearing a yellow shirt. I saw a version with him wearing a yellow shirt too. I'm seeing I'm, yeah, there's, there's multiple covers, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so you you had some strong opinions about this. I this is another look. I, I can at least consent that at least these characters have a reason and have a history of being together, you know? Either, right. Well, either, yeah, I mean, yeah. you have uh, Luke, Luke and Danny, obviously. Luke and Jessica are married. Danny and, Danny and, uh, and, um, and Matt, uh, Daredevil, have, have a history. Uh, Jessica and Matt have a history. Like, these characters, I mean, these characters make probably more sense in this universe than they make sense on the TV universe. Yes, and that's why I don't like the fact that they're doing a Defenders comic book about this. Clearly in their Netflix sort you know what? This is the one thing I've hated about I've hated about Marvel for the longest time and I hate it. They did it with Hawkeye, they they've done it with Captain America. They take these really good costumes. Daredevil has a good costume. Luke Cage is fine. You can pretty much put him in whatever. He's fine. Iron Fist. I, we haven't seen the Iron Fist outfit, so I can't comment on that one. Jessica Jones is whatever. But Daredevil is the one that really irks me is that you have these really fine costumes. And then you have the TV show comes out that that in that world, that costume works. And it always irks me when Marvel tries to, ca- tries to get the people who watch either the Marvel movies 
or the Marvel Netflix shows to read the new series when they're not going to read it when it comes out. They're going to read it either th- like we talked last week with Marvel Unlimited or a year, two year, a year, a year later when the trade comes out. And the reason why I don't like the fact that the the like I'm a Defenders fan, right? I'm not a hardcore Defenders fan, but what I liked about it is that is it, there such a thing as a hardcore Defenders fan? I think there is. Maybe not super hardcore, but like definitely fans of like that those tropes, those. Because it's a revolving roster. It's characters who don't make sense together coming together right. and being silly, and, or not being silly, but like taking on shit that the Avengers wouldn't. Avengers wouldn't touch. This is just heroes are higher, but we're not going to call it heroes are higher because that's not going to sell. So we're calling it defenders. It just. Well, I mean, there's, a, there's already a Luke Cage and Iron, like a, a, a Power Man and Iron Fist book. Exa- exactly. You know, basically that. Exactly. Uh, and that's a very good book. Like you should be reading that book. I'm not reading that book. I don't know why I'm not reading that book. I should add that to my poll list. Mm-hmm. But uh, you should be reading that book. Um, and and so they think that's that's a different that's a separate book. I just I just don't like the fact that they're cha- that it looks way too much like the Netflix show. Like why can't one should be able to operate independent on the other? And Marvel likes to say we Marvel loves to spew this press conference stuff. I, you know I I get what you're saying right, but I think this team this team makes sense. No, that's to me, they sh- right? the defenders and, shouldn't and, make and, sense. That's my problem with no, it. Fine, fine, I get that right, and 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 I understand. So your main problem is that this team in the comic is called the Defenders. Yes, um, they right? wouldn't and, and, come together and call themselves the Defenders. The Defenders has always been a mishmash of people who happen to be together at any given time. It's always yeah. a weird lineup, not a like if it was like. If if they were all can't, I have no problem with them being together. I have a problem with it being called the Defenders. Yeah, no, and 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 I get that. And and yes, the only reason this book is called the Defenders is because that's what they're calling the TV show. And there was that's what they're calling the TV show because they're like, well, we're not going to have another Defenders in this universe because it doesn't really make sense in this universe yet, at least. Uh, so we're just going to call yeah. So I yeah, I I totally totally see where you're coming from on that. Uh, so yeah, I, I get it. Um, but I don't know. I feel like just like the title of this book is such a is such an unimportant thing to me i guess because i don't care about defender's history right where where you where you have you have you care a little bit at least about defenders well history. it's not necessarily the, care, the care about their history it's care about what the defenders represent maybe not like what their adventures are but the the spirit of what the defenders are like and plus one thing i don't like about this and i love my grounded sort of realistic comics sometimes when I think of defenders, I don't think of grounded New York stories. I don't. It's not what they are. It's not what they've done. It's always been just as insane as the Avengers, and yeah, that that's another problem. And I know what. And I I'm I am judging a book before it comes out, but this is Bendis writing Luke Cage, Daredevil, and um, Jessica Jones again. He didn't write Iron Fist until he wrote until he showed up in New Avengers, but he tell with three out of those four characters, he tells a particular story with them. And All right. Okay, but I was very happy with most of those stories. No, you're you're fine. But when, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. This is just this is my own inner sort of yeah, fanboyism yeah. coming out, and I just won't read it. Like I'm not. This is the only time I'm gonna rail against it. I just won't read it. Um, in that when I when I'll pick up a Defenders comic because the last one that came out, Matt Fraction did, and it pretty much captured what I think the Defender spirit was. Random group of heroes taking on these threats that they have no business taking on, but somehow pull it off. This is just. Street level crime. These characters happen to be at the same place at the same time. But I'll let you continue. Um, no, I mean I'm I'm at least somewhat excited for this book. I I did like I I really loved the Bendis run on Dare, on Daredevil. I really liked that Bendis run on New Avengers. Um, you know, and uh, he he did yeah. Like, you're right. He didn't really write Iron Fist that much. But I like Iron Fist as a character, and and I and I'm interested to see what uh, what what do you, I mean I'm interested to see what I, I I'm. 
I'm not uh, as jaded on Bendis as a lot of as a lot of comic book readers are, because mostly because like I dropped in and out of comic books for a while. I wasn't reading Marvel comics for a while, so I'm not I'm not super jaded on on Bendis. So so I I would like to read this book. They did, by the way, also this week uh, in Entertainment Weekly, which I believe. Oh, there we go. The issue is right in front of me here. Um, and now I'm just going to turn my camera on for Ben to let him know that literally the issue I am holding the physical Entertainment Weekly issue. Uh, with the first the, the first look at the defenders uh, together, um, and and you can confirm that I'm indeed showing it to you yeah, on my camera no, I'm, here. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in which, by the way, Luke Cage is wearing a yellow T-shirt, which is nice. Um, but uh, but so like this is like you know the the, the first look at at what the com at and actually I think this might be the like one of the first looks at Iron Fist because we haven't seen like a whole ton of Iron Fist. No, we've seen um, that one trailer at New York Comic Con in October, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, like like very very little. There was also like a couple of a few images that were released by Netflix. Uh, I think uh, today as we're recording. Um, uh, yeah, uh, this this website had had them posted on the 16th of January, so now you know the day we're recording. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like some a, a couple of a couple of things uh, photos were released uh, of 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 that. So it's you know I mean we're we're getting a lot closer to the defenders than I realized uh, in in TV form. Are these just from you know these aren't just from Entertainment Weekly. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they're just ramping up to the comic book, right? And it makes sense. Comic book tie-ins are what they do a lot of. I don't care about the Defenders as an IP. Like, I don't. You know, as, as a comic book fan, um, I don't care about the Defenders as an IP. But I do care about each of these individual characters uh, to some degree. So, so in, in the comic book as well as on the TV. So I'm interested to see what the comic book looks like. Uh, so uh, even if Ben doesn't read it, uh, I will read it, and I will uh, possibly tell you about it uh, on this here show, uh, and maybe also appear on on the Warriors Three specifically to talk about the Defenders comic book. Probably just just because Ben refuses to read it. <laughs> one, maybe one of the, my other three co-hosts will do it, but I, and also I won't read it because it's Bendis, and I've, I've I'm just tired of his writing. That's also a major factor too. If it was another yeah. if it was another writer, I might be like. Okay, I'll give it a shot. And, and yeah, and I and I don't blame you. Like that's how I feel about Jeff Johns on DC comic books because I didn't stop reading DC comic books. So, um, finally yes. the heat, and finally the last piece of news, the unthinkable has happened. My war, the 1990s are back. I'll let you tell the rest. Uh, so um, okay, so there was this Spider-Man fan site that I used to go on when I was a very very when I was I think I was like 12 years old, and I don't remember the name of that fan site. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure you could find it. I don't, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not a hard site to find. I just don't remember very much about it. Uh, I think I had like a, like a tan back, like a tan background and stuff like that. Anyway, so I didn't, uh, I didn't read a ton of comic books back then because I couldn't really get to them. I didn't realize there were so many at, the li at my local library, which I realized later, but uh, I got all my comic book fix stuff through internet stuff and internet fan sites. Uh, so what I'm saying is my favorite Spider-Man character is Ben Riley, uh, and hey, he's back. Um, Ben, you hate Ben Riley. He represents everything that was bad with Spider-Man in the 1990s. And I don't, I don't blame you one bit. Like, Not one like, bit. Like he is the, he is the. His outfits, his dumb, dumb costumes. They are dumb costumes. I don't care how much nostalgia you have. They're dumb costumes. 
and the fact that they and what, what irks me is this more so not necessarily with the character Ben Riley, but with Marvel editorial at the time was like no th- shoving in Marvel readers' face the that Peter Parker was not the true was a was the clone and this guy this Ben Riley asshole who shares my name um is is uh is the real has been the real spider-man along with that's complete and then you know he gets disintegrated and all that shenanigans and it's just i can't he like the reason i hate ben raleigh is is because of his costume and he represents everything about spider-man bad in 90s like a lot of people have this sort of fond memory of spider-man in the 90s and they're probably thinking of todd mcfarlane that early 90s stuff um but god Damn it, the Howard Mackie stories. I'm having flashbacks. It's just, it's not good. And the fact that he's back, look, I get it. There are people who like him. And you know what? I will be laughing at you when six months when this book gets canceled. There you go. I'm, I'm just saying it right now because this book is, <laughs> one, his new outfit. Why does he have the hood on now? Because if you look at his new costume now, just, just straight objectively, that hood makes no sense. Because at least in the original, while dumb, at least it was part of like a sweatshirt going over a costume. This is just literally attached to the back of the, of the back of the neck, and it's just a hood because hey, it's Ben Riley's Scarlet Spider. We need the hood because we're too lazy to think of a new innovative design for this character that you beloved so much. So we're gonna go the cheap route and just give him a hood because reasons. And that's like if I'm a Scarlet Spider fan, which I'm not, and I'm sorry that you are because you're wrong. Um, <laughs> like. You should be kind of annoying that this is all they did with your character. Like, this is this is the treatment. This is all you're going to get. I guarantee you that book is canceled in six months. The last time there was a Scar Spider book, it starred uh, Kane. And that didn't last too long either. Granted, and it had a better art team than, I think, it had a better art team. So, yeah, this is this is just another reason why I just don't touch Spider-Man stuff anymore. Um... Yeah, so I don't expect this book should, I don't expect this book to last very long. I I'll agree with that. Uh, who is the art team on this? I have no idea. I'm just I have no idea. I don't I think, think I think the I think the cover is Bagley. Yeah, it's Mark Bagley. Yeah, that's right. Mark Bagley is, is the is he, is he the artist? It's uh, Peter David on writing. Sorry, I was looking at my own nerdcore dot online wow. blog that I wow. posted. Um, Peter, wow, self like that's such a that's oh, disgusting, I, disgusting I know. plug. It was it was it was right in front of me. Um. Uh, Peter Peter David uh, is writing it, um, veteran comic writer, and Mark Bagley, who drew some of the original Scarlet Spider issues, uh, is drawing it. Uh, is so, he really? Yeah, he was. Well, he wasn't like the original, but he was one of the original artists yeah, yeah. who's part of that wow. era. Um, I uh, I'm actually not a huge fan of Mark Bagley, but I know a lot of people are. I used to like Bagley more than I more than I do now. Uh, I don't have a problem with Mark Bagley. Perfectly nice gentleman. Um, but uh, but I think I think uh, the my my art tastes have have gone in a different direction than Mark Bagley's art has, um, but uh, I Peter David is a very good writer. I like the Scarlet Spider. Don't know why. It's mostly because, again, reading like I I I, do, I was not reading those comic books when you were right. I can totally understand reading those comic books when you were reading those comic books, um, and uh, and not just not liking anything about them. Totally get it. Don't blame you. Uh, for some reason, I love I love Ben Riley. Stupid hood, great, fantastic. I have no problem with the stupid hood. Uh, I do wish he had the web shooters like just all all around his wrists uh, because 
they, yeah, they look kind of stupid, but they were actually practical. He had so many extra web shooters. He was never out of web fluid, uh, which is like, why not just have that be a true thing? I have not yet read all of Clone Conspiracy. I'm waiting for it to finish, and then I'm going to go back and read it all together um, because, because I, like, I started back in the comics after it already started, so I'm like, ah, I, I, could, I guess I could catch up and then do week to week, but sometimes I like, I, I, I like reading events better all, at, all in one chunk. So if I if I have the option to do so, I do so. I'm I'm still trying to find this stupid fan page, the stupid fi- Spider-Man fan page that made me love Ben Riley so much, and I have no idea. I think I might have started with a Y. <laughs> um, if you know, tweet me at Kuhan. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know Ben Riley and and like the Ben Riley Spider-Man costume uh, when he was when he was Spider-Man. Uh, I I really like that costume, even though like you know it's it's not like I I don't I I don't like it as like. If Peter Parker, like proper Peter Parker, was wearing that costume, and I believe that you were supposed to believe that was proper Peter Parker at the time, right? And this costume, by the way, was also designed by Mark Bagley. The so, yeah, which I did not know until I just read it now on Wikipedia. Um, the but like the the Ben Riley Spider-Man costume that like is a little bit a little bit different. I like. I, I really like that costume, and to me, it's like okay, like it's nice that it's not Peter because Peter should be wearing the Spider-Man costume, right? Peter should be wearing the costume that he wears. Yes, there's been slight changes, but it's been pretty much the same as what Steve Ditko drew in 1960-whatever. Uh, um, oh, God, you just hurt me by saying that. Oh, God. What do you mean? Nothing. No, I mean I mean the current costume. Okay. I mean the costume that, that, I mean the costume that Spider-Man wears okay. should be, should be, should okay. look like the costume that Steve Ditko I'm sorry, I thought you were comparing Scarlet no, no, no. Spider's costumes and like, no, 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 you, no, I will no, no. jump I'm, through this internet to choke no, you out no, no, for no, that. No, 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 I would never do that. That is not, that, that is, that would be a terrible thing to say. I agree with that, right? It's not as good as that. I'm saying Peter Parker should be wearing the costume that Steve Ditko designed in 1962. And, and that is what Peter Parker has worn since 1962. Occasionally he wears different things. He's the black costume, whatever, whatever, but it always goes back to that. You know, that is that is the classic. And yes, there's there's modifications on it. There's variations on the theme. But in general, that costume looks like that. You know, even even the, the you know, slight, you know, the, the, the version you probably think of as a Tom McFarlane version, which is slightly different, but still at its core. It's Steve Ditko. The Steve Ditko costume. The Ben, the ben Riley 1990s Mark Bagley costume is not that costume. And I like that it was Ben Riley's costume and not Peter Parker's costume, right? If that had been Peter Parker's costume, which I know it was briefly, but not for a long time, if that was Peter Parker's costume, that's not a good thing. But I like that it's Ben Riley's costume because it's a different Spider-Man, you can do something different with it. You know, I like Miles Morales' costume because it's a different Spider-Man, you can do something different with it. Um, and, and it gives you an opportunity to do something different. Yes, the new costume, the, the 2017, the, the coming, the, you know, the 2017 Scarlet Spider costume, it looks stupid. I'm not going to disagree with that. I still don't hate it. Like, I still don't hate it. Um, I don't know what it is. There's something about it that, that, like, yeah, that hood, totally stupid. And I love it. Like, there's, there's something weirdly 90s aesthetic that I just, that I, that I really, I, I'm super into retro aesthetic. And there's something weirdly 90s aesthetic that I love about this, uh, this stupid current costume and, uh, and the stupid character that is Ben Riley. And, uh, and he is my favorite Spider-Man character. And you will not change that. <laughs> interesting enough before we move on to our comic section is that i was listening to an interview with rob Lowe, who was talking about basically how he feels at least according to him that the 90s generation sort of all, basically our generation has been underserved in terms of media like ben riley or like cable and the x-force so sort of like who grew up right. reading what? an interview with who 
Uh, Rob Lowe. Not Rob. I said, did I say Rob Lowe? Yeah, you mean Nick Lowe? No, I mean Rob Liefeld. Sorry. Oh, Rob Liefeld. Rob okay. Liefeld. Um, <laughs> like, like, you, mean, you mean American heartthrob Rob Lowe? <laughs> who's currently starring in Monster Trucks in theaters now. Not a plug. Is he in Monster Trucks? He's in Monster Trucks. He plays the bad guy. Wow. Okay, no. I work at a movie theater. And I had no idea Rob Lowe was in Monster Trucks. Yeah. Oh, I feel so bad for Rob Lowe. Yeah, it's bad. Monster Trucks Rob Lowe? Yeah. Come on, Rob Lowe. <laughs> You're better than that. Um, so, uh, he, Rob Liefeld... Uh, uh, found image creator, former X Force cable creator, Deadpool creator. Danny Glover's in this movie. Oh yeah. my god, he's in a wheelchair. Oh guys, guys. Lucas oh t- Lucas still plays a high school student. I know um, Lucas Till's in this. Um, go watch Black Nerd Comedy's review on it. It's pretty hilarious. That is a plug for Black Nerd Andre Meadows. He's a great guy. Um, anyways, he was talking about how. He feels that the 90s generation has been underserved. Basically, people, you are my age, who are a little bit older, who grew up reading Jim Lee, the, the, the image creators, and grew up in that sort of minutia of characters, and that it's just waiting, like, there, there should be stuff for us, and it's just... Bare, like Deadpool sort of opened it up a little bit, even though Deadpool isn't, you know, wasn't didn't really become soup the way he was until about the 2000s. But, like, you know, I just think it's interesting. I think he's kind of right that the people like on 26 going 27 in a couple weeks that we have disposable income we have families and that we want to recapture the youth um of our childhood so i would imagine a resurgence of that is coming soon so there you go all right um wow that was like half an hour spent on news all right let's talk uh about uh about comic books uh because that's essentially what the show is about and uh ben we're going to start with you, and you are going to talk about God Country number one. So this is a, a new image book from Image Comics. I did not plan to pick this up, but my comic shop was actually holding a signing for the artist, or the writer and the artist. Basically, it takes place in a small Texas town in West Texas. Um, the writer and the artist are... Uh, hold on, I was about to pull up the... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. Donnie Cates is the writer, and Jeff Shaw is the artist. And I had... I've, my comic shop been plugging, plugging this uh, event. I've seen this preview. Very, very beautiful art by Donnie Shaw. Some very sort of... I don't know how to describe it. It was a very unique style. I w- it doesn't look like anything I've seen before. Um, and it takes place in Texas, in West Texas. And basically, you're introduced to this family um, who is his, his family. And, uh, and sorry, you live in what part of Texas? I live in Central Texas. Got it. Um, but they, funny enough, the family moved from Austin, which I live to Central Texas, to take care of his, the, the elder character who has Alzheimer's. And basically, he's having a fit. He can't remember. He apparently he killed two people, but the cops are like, "We understand," you know, like they're trying to direct him. Meanwhile, there's this massive tornado happening and just rips into everything. And it seems like it's going to be a slice of life story of living in West Texas, dealing with this, you know, his seeing his dad die to. I, I'm not sure if it's dementia. Probably dementia more is probably what he has. Um, but the house gets torn up by this freakishly large tornado, and all of a sudden there's a demon. There's a gigantic ass demon about to kill the family, and then the uh, the grandfather holds the sword that is called Valo Valofax. That is the name, and it basically vanquishes the demon, and uh, he doesn't remember. Like he sort of like remembers everything, but he doesn't remember certain things. And it turns out he might have stolen that sword from a god. And the last page of the comic is the god with like a a mace. Like and and like some chains ready to bear down on West Texas to take his weapon back. So it's it was basically a lot of setup 
um, introducing who the main character was and sort of setting the premise. And that last page sort of sold at me. Like, I want to see what happens. I want to see, I want to see more about the family dynamic because they hinted a lot about that stuff. Because the wife pretty much said, "I'm leaving you because you won't let your dad die." Um, and not start a life on our own, which is like, you know, like I can understand where the main character's coming from. Or Wait, the- sorry, so you're saying dad die, tornado, no. let dad die, or Man of Steel? We're talking about Man of Steel? No, not Man of Steel. Basically, <laughs> basically the they they move from Austin to West Texas to take care of the dad, who the yeah, grandfather, yeah. Who, is having, who has dementia. And she's like, I'm tired of this. I don't want to live out here. We should start our own life. Basically telling her, and this is how I read it whenever I read these stories. Fuck your dad. Come live with us. Which is just like, that's that's his dad. Like, that's, you can't expect him to just turn on his dad like that. Um, so it automatically made me hate the woman automatically, which I hate that I had to do that. But like, it made me unsympathetic to her. Um, uh, and so it's basically this big cosmic story under the guise of West Texas. And there, I... I I liked it. I liked it enough to where I want to read the second issue. I don't know how long to stick with it, but I liked it enough um, where I like to want to read the second issue. I think the art was really strong by... Uh, God, what is the Shaw? What is the, what is the artist? Jeff Shaw. I think Jeff Shaw has incredible art. So there you go. God Country, check it out. Number one from Image Comics. All right. Um, I... Uh... <laughs> Again, so so I was talking about uh, about this before the show, but uh, this week he picked a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, hipster hipster comic stuff, and I picked just the most mainstream shit you can. So uh, I read Spider Man number twelve. Uh, this was uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah Pacelli and colored by Justin Ponsor. Um, the the classic Miles Morales art team, uh, the Miles Morales uh, writing and art team. They created Miles Morales, and they've been working on him. So, um, this issue, uh, in, so, I talked about the last issue on this show as well, and that involved, um, Miles' dad is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, uh, in case you forgot, uh, <laughs> something that upsets Ben to no end, um, and, uh, so, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the previous issue, he went missing, so this, this take, this picks up right where that left leaves off, basically, uh, kind of. It picks up with the cover, which is, uh, Miles making out with Spider-Gwen, and then it's like, wait, what? So, so then we we cut to Miles telling the story to uh, Genki and uh, Gank and uh, Goldball, who is an X Men who oh, Goldballs, Goldballs is yeah, that an X Men you he, were aware of? Yes, he was created by Brian Michael Bendis in the Uncanny X Men run he was doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so Bendis brought him back here. Goldballs now goes to school with uh with gank and uh, genki and spy and, and and miles and he lives with them he's there he's he's now he's their roommate because he came and they knew he was who he was and so and genki told um told uh sorry told gold balls who miles was so they help you know my gold balls is identity is public but he helps keep miles a secret um which is you know it's just a classic classic bendis move of Hey, here's a character I created. Let me put him in this other book I have. Um, it's so self-serving. It's so. It's just. It's so classic Brian Michael Bendis. Like that's what he did with so much with Jessica Jones. Anyway, so uh, so this is this this issue has Maria Hill coming to Miles and being like, Hey, so I sent you down on this mission. It was an unsanctioned mission because I screwed up. And Miles is like, No, whatever. It's my dad. Like we're gonna. I'm gonna go do this. Um, just like you know. Give me as much information as you can, but it doesn't like. I I don't care that I'm helping you. This is for my dad. Like number one, with a bullet. This is for dad. 
Also, I guess if it helps you, then fine. That's like not even a consideration. So uh, the mission involves him he, because I guess she sent him on. She sent uh, Miles' dad, Jefferson Davis, um, on President a mission. President of the Confederacy. To, yep. Yeah, we bring that up every episode. Apparently, uh, she sends Miles' dad to uh, to uh, some sort of mission that might send him to, that sends him to basically an alternate universe because that's what the piece of technology he's getting has. Um, and so she has like the other thing that also does that. So Miles gets sent to the same to what he hopes is the same alternate universe where um, where he butts in on the business of uh, this universe is the Ringer. And uh, and he fights her, beats her up, uh, and then uh, Spider Gwen shows up like, "Yo, why are you on my turf?" And that's where the issue ends. Uh, and it's like, I think Genki goes, "Who is the Spider Woman person? Who is she?" And then Miles like, "My future wife, or my future girlfriend, or my future something." Um, I don't know what's what the Spider Gwen book is. Do you know? Have you read Spider Gwen at all? I read the first issue um, when it first launched it, and I hated it so much I refused to touch it ever again. I don't, I don't blame you. Um, I it was didn't just, read it. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Yeah, it was just basically world building, world building, world building. The characters don't matter, but look at this world we're building, and there, and it just turned me off too bad. Yeah. So is it like is it in a different like is this it's a different universe? It's, it's a, a different, different universe, right? It's a different universe. Yeah. Okay, but I thought they. Eliminated that universe with Secret Wars. I don't fucking know, man. So I don't really know what's happening. Um, They're just making like, out. They're just making out. That's all. No, I'm no, wondering. that's that's fine. I just have zero idea what's happening with Spider Gwen. I don't understand why this, she's here. This oh, I just don't. I don't. I literally don't understand this character. Oh. Like I have she's, no idea. She's what's basically happening. like because from what I from what I read because they explained this in the first issue, she got. Instead of Peter getting bit, she got bit, and Peter's alive. I think no, maybe, no. Hold I think on. It's, After Secret Wars, the multiverse is restored. I thought the multiverse wasn't restored. No, the, I thought it, that was the point of Secret Wars. I'm no, so no. Ultimate what happened in Secret Wars? The, ulti- the ultimate yeah. Secret Wars. It was just it was just merging the six one six and the sixteen ten. What's the point? Pretty much, yeah. Oh my god. All yeah. right. Well, whatever. Okay, that's why, that's so. why Marvel says they'll never. That's why Marvel, technically it's not it's not a reboot because they didn't start over shit. I'm so sorry. anyway, so so Miles, I guess comics are just, dumb. This it's is just a- on Earth 65 then. Okay, so this whole story makes more sense. Um, all right. So yeah, this issue was all right. Uh, I, I still I still like Miles, the character. I'm not as down on Bendis, like I said earlier, as you are. Uh, the art from Sarah Pacelli is consistently good. I'm going to keep reading this book. Uh, as I'm, as I'm going to say later on, I'm a proponent of, of books... Um, of you being able to pick up a com- pick up any issue of a comic book, especially the first issue of a story arc, and letting that like being allowed to have that be your first issue. This is the first issue of this story arc, technically. And first of all, if I didn't read the previous issue, then I'm lost. And uh, the fact that I, somebody who read a lot of comic books, like I, I read a bunch of the Secret Wars tie-ins and Secret Wars, and had no idea what was going on with, with Spider Gwen in this issue. Uh, not a big fan of that. Makes me unhappy. I, I like especially if I'm reading like okay part one of a new storyline I should be able to hop into that part one and just go I shouldn't have to read a bunch of previous stuff I shouldn't have to read the spider Gwen Wikipedia page to know that that you know this is like it, it's it's I don't know that's that's something that, that always frustrates me this is a decent book I, I I'll see where, where it goes from here I'm not gonna I'm probably not gonna drop this book for a long long time because I really like Miles Morales 
and I still do like Bendis. Um, but uh, but definitely, and I, and this is gonna come up in my next review that uh, uh, um, I, I just I if it's issue one of the storyline, I should be able to just jump in. Like I don't I don't think that's too much to ask. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I, I get it. like if I'm dropping into issue three of a storyline, fine. I might be confused. I accept that. But issue one, I should I should just be able to, especially especially Marvel who give me a page of recap. Um, like DC does not give me a page of recap, which I wish they did. Marvel does, and so like so, the the Jefferson storyline I could get from the recap, fine. Um, but the uh, the Gwen stuff I would be super confused by, and I really don't I I, I don't like that. But I'm still gonna read this book. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. Um, all right, Ben, you uh, read Joyride number eight. Yes, this is a, uh, a book from Boom Comics, continuing my hipster trend. Uh, this is by Jackson Lansing, Colin Kelly, and Marcus Toe. Uh, you may remember Marcus Toe from the incredible Red Robin series. Um and this I is, talked about I talked about his Nightwing last week. I believe. Right? Yes, uh, he's been the artist. Uh, one, I would first of all, this is a plug for their other book they did with Boom Archaea, which is called The Hacktivist, Volume One and Two. Same creative team. Go read those Erickson comics. So this is issue eight of possibly my favorite book of last year, like that nobody talked about. This is basically um, three teenagers, an alien, and a robot who stole a car from an evil emperor and went joyriding. Uh, except this issue, I'm not going to go into details because it's basically spoilers. I really don't want to spoil anything in case you're reading this in trade. Basically, this issue got really dark and really emotional and just proved to me how well uh, Lansing and Kelly wrote excellent these characters because I was tearing up a little bit at the end of what happens here because uh, it's it's a... Uh, it's a it's an Armageddon moment basically. If you've ever seen the movie Armageddon, and I'm pretty sure there hasn't been there's some of the some of you who have not, but it's basically one of those situations. We learn more about uh, the alien character and sort of his backstory that he's actually uh, really really old. And I just really love these books because these characters are super interesting. And like each issue has been like a one basically a one shot of them going from shenanigan to shenanigans to shenanigans. It's called Joyride for a reason. Uh, but this issue was just like, we're going to punch you in the gut and make you feel bad because we made you invest in these characters. Uh, go pick it up. Joyride, number eight. I wouldn't start with issue eight, though. I would definitely tell you to start from issue one um, and read from the beginning because you'll fall in love with these characters. They're all very well likable and relatable in some fashion. Uh, so, yeah, go pick it up. Right, maybe maybe I will. Maybe I'll pick up Joyride and then and then we'll talk about it. I, I, I think you would really like it, honestly. I like Marcus Toe. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I know uh, uh, my, my co-host on my Green Lantern show, uh, uh, Eric Cahill, not a big Marcus Toe fan. I remember he, like, it was, t- I think one time he was like, it just feels like it's just a name they used. It's like Mark this Toe, and that's well, what came up with the yeah, name. Yeah, well, but, like, uh, I, I, like yeah. I like Toe. I like Marcus Toe. Well, and not even that, just the story itself is really, really, really good. The character, like, the, yeah, the, the, but, the writing but, is really good, too. But for, for me, like, I, like, art is number one for me in comic book, because if the art is bad, then why not just make it something else? Why has oh, it yeah. to be comic? You know well, what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, like, yeah, no, and I'm looking at the art. It's really good, Marcus Toe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, for, for me, like, 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 ah, I need, I need the art in the comic book to be good, because if the art in the comic book does not pull me in, then what's the point of being a comic book? Um, all right. Uh, I, my next review is going to be, uh, as I teased a little bit, but not enough for you to figure out what it was, uh, Titans number seven. Uh, I have not read Titans until now, 
Uh, it's a book that I was interested in reading. I actually have issues one through six, but I decided, you know what? I'm just going to read issue seven and see if I can jump right in. And DC history, I'm a lot more well-versed in than, than this especially recent history. I'm a lot more well-versed in than, than recent Marvel history. Uh, this is the only book with Wally West, who is a character I'm a fan of. Uh, this is written by Dan Abnett with art by Lee Weeks and colors by John Kalis. Yeah, I believe that's how you pronounce that name. Um, this book kind of hopped all over the place a little bit. Kind of because it's a team book and you're only dealing with parts of the team at a time. So, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not generally a fan of team books that do that kind of thing. If I'm, if I'm dealing with three characters, let me deal with those three characters for this issue. Maybe pop in on a couple other characters. But, uh, but it's, it's like splits basically into, into sort of three teams. There's the, uh, the first four pages, I'm like, is this 1994? Uh, because uh, Wally's costume looks very 90s to me. Donna Troy's here. And, uh, and Arsenal is wearing a backwards cap and goggles. Um, and I'm like, it just feels so, so 90s. But, uh, but the first part is, is uh, Wally and Donna Troy and Arsenal fighting this dude who I don't know if he's actually a dude who is of any consequence. Um, yeah, I think it's just a dude who got big. I don't know if it's, it's somebody who I should ever, ever have known who he is. Um, but, uh, after they take him down, Superman shows up and says, hey, Wally, good to see you again. And so Wally follows after him because he's like, wait, what do you mean again? Uh, because Wally doesn't know that Superman is a Superman. <laughs> oh my God. Comic books are weird. <laughs> Cause he doesn't because... know he's the Superman he remembers. Right. Because this Superman in this universe is once a... the Superman from this universe died. <laughs> Yeah. So the Superman that is now living in this universe is the Superman from from the previous universe, which is the universe where Wally is also from. Why does this make sense to me? Because we've been in, in um, inoculated with it. That's why. Um. Meanwhile, Nightwing and uh, Tempest and this third person, who I actually am not sure who she is, but she reads minds. Um. Are are building their new, the new Titans headquarters, uh in in DC in not in DC in uh, in New York City and the uh they have a lawyer who's like there's a lot of zoning regulations you have to go through, uh, and is kind of is like kind of a little bit frustrated <laughs> about all the extra zoning regulations you have to go through, uh, and then Superman talks to to Wally. And he's like, hey, look, you know, I know this universe, like I know the old universe, I'm from that, blah, 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 blah. They talk about it. And it kind of makes me want to see a Superman flashbook of like these two dudes hanging out from that universe, but they're in this universe, right? It's not quite their home, but it is their home. And it's these two guys from the universe that I grew up with, like from the comics that I grew up with. They know the stuff that I grew up with. That pretty much every modern day reader has grown up with. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, and not like, you know, like not all this new universe stuff, which is fine. The new universe stuff is fine. I like a lot of it, but it is these characters from that universe who know what happened there, but are dealing with this. So I, I, I don't know. Like, I think I would be, it would be cool for me to read like a Superman flash miniseries or a comic book or something like that. Um, and then they have a race because that's what Superman and Flash do after they have a talk. They have a talk. They have a race. Uh, Wally beats Superman. And then they have a talk, and then Superman's like, ha, I was going easy on you, and they race again. Uh, and then there's some flirty stuff with Donna Troy and, uh, and, uh, and Roy Harper Arsenal. Oh, I thought you were going to say dick. I'm like, god damn it. Nope, nope. 
Um, my true then, OTP will never happen now. And then there's this uh, this weird thing with Bumblebee and um, Mal Duncan, who is somebody who I know, and I always forget his superhero code name. Oana Beast? No, no, Mal Duncan. I don't know who that is. Mal Duncan is uh, matter my God. matter eater lad from the Legion of Superheroes. The Herald. I don't know who that is. No, he's he's with Bumblebee. Bumblebee and and, and I don't uh, even know I, who Bumblebee. Oh, you mean Transformers Bumblebee? I know that guy. No, he's he's black man. I don't know who you're talking about. I think you're just making things up. Mal Duncan, Guardian, Hornblower, The Herald, Vox. He was in the Teen Titans. He was in Doom Patrol. Nope. Mal Duncan. Mm-mm. You don't know who Mal Duncan is? Mm-mm. Wow. I know the I know the Manhattan Guardian from Seven Soldiers, but not the made up shit you're just making up now. He was in he was in Tweet- Justice. I never watched that crap show. He was in he was in the Teen Titans cartoon. Which one? The the the, the, the new one. No 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 the old, the old one the regular one. I never I, you know well I like remember like two episodes and most of them was Robin being like slayed. Right. That's all. Well, I tweet remember. tweet at us if you know who Mal Duncan is because I feel like you do. I feel like just Ben doesn't know who Mal Duncan is. It's like it's like I, this weird and I this I, weird I, I feel hole, like I feel like hole. I feel like Kuhan is just grabbing from art pages of a fan-made character right now. I'm so. telling you, man, if you, you, will, you will read some comic books and be like, oh, right, Mal Duncan, of course. Like, okay. you know who Mal Duncan is. I, okay. I swear, you know who Mal Duncan is. Um, Are anyway, you sure you're not confusing him with Static Shock? I'm just saying. No, he was one of DC's first black superheroes. Okay, I don't know who you're talking about. Mal Duncan. No, I, I think you're lying to me right now. He was he was the guardian. All right, correct. Let's wrap it up because I got one more book to review. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> me too. Okay. Mal Duncan. Um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, they they finish the construction on the on the thing. Wally uh shows up, brings Superman with him, and then he's like, ah, yes, it's looking just like old. And it turns out that the headquarters of the building was Titan's Tower, and the last shot is Titan's Tower. And uh, and it actually looks like a real building instead of like a weird fake ass Titan's Tower. The big T. Uh, yeah, it's a T. It's still a T, but instead of being like like the weird like stupid T, it's like a T that looks like it could actually be a building, um, which is which is neat. Uh, and uh, and yeah, that's the end of the issue. Uh, I like this issue just fine. I understood most of what was going on, not all of it. Some things I missed out on. Uh, once again, I feel like like I was saying earlier, uh, I should be able to hop in on any issue of a book, especially the first issue of a storyline, and know what's going on. And I had a general good idea of what was going on here. And this, again, this, this is a book where you need a lot of history. And I, again, like, maybe if the average reader can't do it, okay, like, it's weird, but, but whatever. I, me, I'm not the average reader. If I'm confused, there's a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I should Yeah, I like, should making up characters, like, named Mal Duncan. Mal Duncan is a very, he's been around for, like, 60 years, man. I don't believe you. Never heard his character. Was there true, true, or, true or false? Was there a Doctor Manhattan reference in this thing? I, I did not notice one, but that doesn't okay. mean there wasn't. Okay, because I was I was listening to my fanboy, and they were saying like Manhattan meant Doctor Manhattan or something like that. So no, like, they were literally in Manhattan. Oh, okay. No, like it's in okay. New York City. They're building their they're okay. building their tower in Manhattan. Okay, I, feel, I I might have misheard him. I was not. I was doing multiple things. I was listening to it. Okay, let's move yeah. on. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, 40 years, by the way. Mal Duncan's been around for 46 years. 47 years now. Well, technically uh, only only a, a couple minutes since you just made him up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, like, like I was saying, like, I, I understood most of what was going on, going on here, but, but if I'm confused by a comic book, I think there's a problem because I know a lot of comic book history. The fact that the Superman from the alternate universe and also Wally West is all there and all that makes sense to me, 
and there's anything I'm lost on here, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, sh I, I, as a comic book reader, me, personally, should not be lost on anything. Imagine what a new, like, some kid picking up comics for the first time would, would feel like. Um, but this is, this is just, like, again, soapbox of me, like, please fix comic books. So, uh, uh, Ben, are, uh, are Matt Kint and Mark Laming shipping, fixing comic books? Are they the people who drew this, who did this book? With Ninjak number 23? Yes. Yes, uh, well, I cool. wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, okay, this is definitely not an issue, this is the beginning of the Seven Blades of Master Dark, which by the way, the cover I have looks like a classic Kung Fu 70s cover. This looks, this looks like a dope AF, I would, I would put this, I would put this on my wall, like as a poster, yeah, it's, as it's a, a, cover. It's a cool, are you, it's, are you looking at one that's sort of yellowish with Ninjak with a big sword in the middle? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah this is the cover I got. AF. So, basically, this is... Uh, this is this is the first I've been wanting to talk about Valiant so long. God, what uh, a nerd. Uh, well, like Valiant does like the shared universe really, really well. You can read their stuff. It's an indicated universe, but you don't have to read everything. Um, and it's all they all have really cool characters. But Ninjak's been the only character that has hold my interest for any long term. Uh, basically, this British MI6 agent who's a ninja who's called uh, who's a ninja is called Ninjak. He's purple. He's cool. Uh, so this arc the seven uh sorry i can read it properly the seven blades of master dark has been building up since basically the first uh issue um which ninjak infiltrated the organization known as the shadow seven he was tasked with mi6 to basically take them out and he pretty much did uh in between that you've gotten backup stories featuring uh him falling in love with his uh see his mi6 handler um and then you learn that um and he meets this mysterious woman roku which you would then find out that roku is the woman he fell in love with who was murdered and she was tortured and basically brainwashed and hated Ninjak and has supernatural powers and can do cool things with her hair. Um, so basically this issue, Ninja, uh, not Ninjak, but Roku, her, the villainous Roku, is breaking into this underground prison that nobody has broken into or can break out of uh, to rescue, to free the Shadow Seven, uh, basically to fight to fight to for one last mission they never say what the mission never says what the mission is but you you meet all the the shadow seven um so like it, you can kind of if you're if you jump in you you won't know these characters you won't have frame reference but like they pretty much tell you who the shadow seven are and basically they all want revenge on ninjack because ninjack was the one who put him away so in a twist because i and and if you read the series you would know ninjack was basically posing as a member of the shadow seven the entire time and so Roku sees a bigger threat on the table. Um, presumably, it's this ma it's it's Master Dark, who is a big villain in the Valiant universe, um, and wants to use the Shadow Seven to stop him. Probably, presumably, but Ninjak's just like, "Fuck you guys," and just fight starts a fight in the in his uh his uh his penthouse apartment. And I love this series, and this issue was cool. Um, it was kind of, it had that kind of like. All the bad shit that that all the stuff that he's done to put away these villains is now coming out to bite him in the ass because of this Roku woman. And there's so much history within this first volume of the fact that Roku is the woman he fell in love with, but now she's this weapon of mass destruction, basically. And I just love this series because Ninjak is just a badass. Like, there's only two comic series in the last several years that I can point to you. And it's like this is how you write a badass. It's Midnighter that came out last year from DC Comics, and this series by Matt Kent in the first sort of 23 issues of it. Um, it's definitely my personal favorite from Valiant, uh, and I love the backup stories. I love all the... There's such unique characters. Like, I don't even, like, know them definitely, but if you point them on a page to me, 
I could pretty much tell you who I'm looking at for the most part. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed this book. More people should be reading Ninjak. There you go. That's all I have to um, say. According, according to ValiantUniverse.com, this is an all-new jumping-on point issue. Yeah, it, it is, but there's a lot of, like... They pretty much introduced the Shadow 7, like I said, but you're not going to have any context for Roku and like that. What you're going to lack if you jump on here is you're going to lack that extra oomph you needed for the Roku stuff. Because that's really where that punch comes in when you find out who she really is and what they did to her. And there's there's a whole storyline with the undead monk. It's really weird. It's really cool. But I feel like it is jumping on point. You're, you're better off starting from issue one. You're, you're just honestly because it's all been building yep. up to this point. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Ninjak Twenty Three by Matt Kent, Mark Lemming from Valiant Comics. Um, all right, my last issue uh, once again as the counterpoint to to Ben's uh, uh, indie and creator owned and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Daredevil number fifteen. Like I feel like I couldn't have gone more mainstream than Spider Man, Titans, and Daredevil. I guess Titans is a little bit off the beaten path as far as DC goes. But uh, Daredevil number 15, not really off the beaten path. Um, this is uh, written by Charles Soule with art by... Uh, I had this up a second ago. Uh, Goran Suzuka, colored by Matt Mila. Um, this is basically uh, a, a story of... Um, basically, like, Matt is, is trying to get revenge on something that happened to Sam Chung, blind spot. Um, I, again, again, this is another time that I jumped on this issue. I'm probably going to, again, go back and read the 14 before this, but another issue that I decided, again, jumping right on to, see what happens. Uh, and, uh, and I was not lost on this one. Uh, I, and there was, there was very little history to jump onto here. It's the first issue of a new arc again. It's called uh, the seven day, seventh day. Um, and, and it goes through, uh, a bunch of days in, in these, in, in this daredevil, like in Matt's sort of, it's not like a day in the life, but it goes in this sort of this, these, these, I think four or five days of, of, he basically hires thugs to kill daredevil. I'm not sure why exactly. Um, that's not made clear. And I think it's not made clear on purpose. Uh, he goes in and does some Catholic stuff. Like, he goes into to go into confessional, and the priest is like, I'm not going to do confessional because you're not confessing anything. So if you want to talk, we can talk. I'm going to step out. We can talk. If you don't want to talk, I'm going to knock in a couple minutes, and then I'll leave, and then you can leave, and I never know who you were. We're good. Um, and so they just sort of chill and talk. And that's one of the things I really liked from the, from the Daredevil um, Netflix show and, and, and just sort of him talking to his priest. Like... It's always been a chill thing for me. So, so, you know, he gets some of his frustration out on random, like, Z-list villains. And uh, there's also this, this one sort of just, like, street thug who has this, who ha happens to have powers. Um, and, uh, and, like, we get a little bit from him. Like, his son's in a wheelchair. I think his mom, like, his wife is dead. And he's like, all right, if I, if I kill Daredevil, then I'll get all this money. I can help my life. And we go, and there's a little bit of him in this story too. I don't know if he's a character that, that we're supposed to know at all. I don't think he is. I think it's just a character doing this. Um, and he ensnares Daredevil. He's about to kill him. And he's like, what am I doing? I'm not a killer. And just deciding that, 
Bullseye kills him. Not Daredevil kills kills the dude who's about ah, to play Daredevil. Ah, Bullseye's back. Yeah, Bullseye's back. And the next issue, the next issue is the cover of the next issue is like is Bullseye hunting Daredevil. So, um, so yeah, this is like this because to me, we haven't like, seen that a hundred times. All right, fine, fine. It's not it's not an original idea. All right, Bullseye showing up at the end, whatever, whatever, fine. But this is a book where, as somebody who who hadn't read Daredevil since uh, since Wade left the book, since Wade and Samuel left the book, and I loved that run. That and was a great. That was the last great Daredevil run. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Wade. Mark Wade is fantastic. Before they went to San Francisco, that is. Right. Yeah. I think Mark Wade can do can do very little wrong. Uh, I think Chris Somney is a wonderful artist, and I wish he was drawing more books that I cared about. Um, I am only picking up Black Widow because Mark Wade and Chris Somney are doing it, and they are a wonderful team. Uh, the art in this book from, man, I set it aside and forgot to check the dude's name again. Uh, I want to say Gordon Suzuka. Suzuka. Gordon Suzuka. Gordon Suzuka. He was Gordon the uh, villain artist for White Last Man. That's why I know his name. Gotcha. Yeah, Goran Suzuka's art uh, is very good. It looks a lot like the Somni-esque stuff, um, and and I like that. That that's that's a style that I'm a fan of. I didn't think I'd be a fan of that kind of style on Daredevil, but I am. And again, as somebody who hasn't read in a while and just and just jumped on with issue 15 of this run, um, I didn't feel lost. And uh, it ends with it ends with Bullseye, and I guess it's kind of kind of tropey, but this made sense it it read like a daredevil comic book and i like that like if i'm reading daredevil i want to read a daredevil comic book i want to read you know somebody like i don't want to read like somebody's weird interpretation of what maybe a daredevil comic could be this is a daredevil comic through and through and uh and i enjoyed i enjoyed reading a daredevil comic through and through and this is um, why i read independent comics more and more and more I enjoyed it. I was no, happy. it's fine. You can enjoy happy. it. Let, I'm just let saying. Me, let me say, read my comic books. Ben. There's, there's a there's a, there's there's. I just gave you three pretty good fun comics that are not. Hey. They don't fall into the tropes. They're fun. They're yep. entertaining. You know what? Read Ninja because you'll get that same feeling, but with new ideas. Yep. And I and I gave you two comic books that make very little sense if you don't know the years of history, and also Daredevil number fifteen. So, <laughs> book. That's there are spectrums of what you get with comic books. Uh, I think there's very little history you would have had to read for some of the other books I read, like Flash, uh, this week. But uh, but um, those are those are the ones I happen to talk about. Were the ones that happen to have all this weird history behind them. Um, but yeah, look, there's there's different flavors of comics, and this week you talked about all the all the indie stuff, and I talked about all the all the non-indie stuff. I had oh. I had Marvel stuff. I don't don't get me wrong, people. I read Marvel stuff, but this is a show and DC stuff. But this is a show where I can talk about whatever the f- I want. Yeah, man. Yo, no problem with that. I read Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's a book that had no weird history into in it. And uh, but uh, but I I wanted I really want to talk about Titans number seven because there's no, a I, lot of weird history in that. No, I, no, I get you. I get <laughs> it you. Just, it just halfway through talking about the book, I realized like we're giving a little bit this? of everything to the audience. It's just, it's just halfway through talking about the book, I was like, this makes sense to me, and why? I feel weird to like be making sense out of this. Um. Uh, I presume you do not have a graphic novel this week because you I, do, do I do, do you? I do. I do. It's quick. Me? It's quick. Yes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm on the bus. I read hey, them man. quickly. No, so, no, no I, I, I'm not saying like take your time. I'm just saying like how many graphic novels do you read? <laughs> I read. I, I. You know that? What is that? That funny picture meme of? Do I need a new book? No. You must be mistaken. 
you need a new book. So it's like that with me sometimes. Uh, only because I got gift cards and everything like that. So that's the other reason. So I read the 12 from J. Mo- from Marvel Comics. This is J. Mike Straczynski and um, Chris Weston. This, this 12 issue series will be perfect for Netflix. So it basically follows these 12 golden age superheroes that J. Mike made up. And they were trapped in an underground Nazi bunker for up until 2008, so about 70 years. Um, and uh, and they basically come out into the world, and everything's different. It's kind of predictable that like you can tell who the villain is, but I like the characters. I th- I like the sort of goofy costumes. Uh, it's I like the sort of man at a water story with some of them, um, and uh, uh, and oh, these, some- these these are all actual real. 40s characters he didn't create them okay i didn't th- okay they oh my mistake i thought they created them but um like it's like it's part of the marvel universe but only in like ve- like you don't have to be a, you could literally pick this up the, they're, they're all like fun. they're all like 40s timely comics characters so like marvel owns them and whatever but like it's not then they're not going to do anything with them yeah. in fact like in fact the issue ends with one of them uh mass mastermind excellence or something whatever his name is they have really goofy 40s names and i love it mastermind um, excello Exactly joins the sh- joins the joins Shield. Um, no, no, no. The witness, the witness joins Shield and with Nick Fury, and it's never brought up again because I don't remember seeing him again. But basically, what I'm saying is, it's in the Marvel universe, but you don't need to know anything. These are they give you every character's origin story. It's a very, it's sort of like J. Michael doing a low a B Watchmen movie, in a way. Yeah, so that's, that's, issue, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's basically it's a murder mystery. Um, sort of like taking apart the myth of the 40s character, sort of like people have that weird imagination of how like, the, f- the 40s were a grand old time, despite the racism and sexism and oppression that was going all over the world. Um, like like this, and, and sort of bringing into light, and it's predictable, it's not J. Michael Krasinski's best work, and I'm a huge fan of J. Michael Krasinski. And the only reason I have this is because when I first bought this series, I just started college, I couldn't continue reading this series, so I dropped it. Try to find it in back issues because only find out issue seven. Then going to my comic shop to use back issue store, which is the next building over. Thankfully, um, they just had it and it was it was ten and it was ten bucks. So I was like, okay, I got to read this. I have to finish this now. And I'm gonna loan my dad my copy because he wants to read it. So yeah, uh, if you want a twelve issue done in one story, that's a pretty entertaining. Like not as good as Watchmen, but same sort of aesthetic. The twelve might be up your alley. Uh, and yes, I'm already halfway through the second one, so I will have a second, another graphic novel next week. <laughs> I uh, I might check this out, but I'm not a huge JMS fan. I still might. It's not as preachy. Look. It's not as preachy as other work, is what I can tell you. Yeah. Like it's it gets a little bit towards the end, but it's more so because of the, how the villain is. Maybe maybe I'll take a look. We'll see. Um, all right, that's gonna do it then for this edition of the IamCoin.com Comic Books Podcast. Uh, in in loose association with Nerdcore.online, online, I'm not exactly sure what our association is with Nerdcore.online, online, but I know you have a very tight association with Nerdcore.online. online. That's right, Ben. Yes, Nerdcore.online, online, where you can check out my two blogs a week. Last week, I wrote about um the f- what the fuck did I write about? Shit. Ben, please. What? I can't remember. Sometimes I I finish them early. Last week I wrote about Ben, obviously Ben Riley returning and how stupid his hood looked, and also something we didn't talk about here, but you can go listen here, read my thoughts on it of who I think Peter Dinklage will be playing in Avengers: Infinity Wars. So there you go. Yeah, uh, probably not Pip the Troll. No, I in fact picked I picked somebody who I think would be freaking epic in scale, like. 
because he's yes. Peter Dinklage. He's a damn good actor. And and uh, and, and you can read that on NerdCardon Online because we're not going to say it here. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to say it. Go read the article. No, read my read blog. The, read the article on NerdCardon Online. Exactly. If you click Go. on it's the it's the first it's the first thing on the on the sidebar. Exactly. Think, actually, both the first things on the sidebar. Yeah, yeah. My, right you, now, are you? Are you yeah, exactly. Christian writes for this site. Uh, the he occasionally writes it, but he's just too busy. So I pretty much am the only writer. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. I'm, I can probably say I'm the lead writer. I can say that, and it's yeah. true. All right. All right. Ben Riley's hood is the coolest thing ever. All no, right, that's gonna do it. Uh, uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Kuhan. Uh, Ben's at Marvelous Iggy. You can find me at www.iamkuhan.com. You can go and find this and other great podcasts. I this this site this show itself is not on the regular iamkuhan.com, but if you just go to iamkuhan.com/comics, that is where you find this show and the other previous episodes of this show. Ben is at marvelousiggy.wordpress.com, and of course, nerdcore.online. Uh, and I, we may or may not, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we would. I will say that when it's true. So, um, <laughs> you can, uh, yes. So, I'm Kuan.com, uh, MrMarvelousIggy.wordpress.com, at Kuan on Twitter, at MarvelousIggy on Twitter, comics at IamKuhan.com if you want to send us an email for some reason. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the IamKuhan.com Comics Podcast. Stay Until marvelous. Yeah, we'll see you next time, next week, next episode. Bye. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the Man of Steel.